0: Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered.
1: Dan, do you remember why we were looking at the numbers again for Slow Fast Slow? I don't know why. Oh, I remember why. It was because we released, I think I was just, we released an update to Highball and I was on the like iTunes Connect thing and just kind of poking around at the like analytics section. Um, And we noticed, or I guess we were just reminded again, how many downloads our app Slow Fast Slow gets. And it gets, it's like very steady and it's been getting like a thousand downloads a day like, every day or more for, like,
0: several years. So Slow, Fast, Slow is a free app. Yes. Right, which allows you to adjust the speed of video clips. That's just, like, the real base context. Yes. A thousand downloads a day seems like a lot. I mean, I have no real concept for what uh, a lot of app downloads is. Like, I don't, you know, like, I don't really know. I guess you guys have other three apps on the app store. How does this rank against those? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, that's a little bit complex to compare them. But in terms of, like, I, I would say it's about, um, so we have we have three apps that are, mm-hmm. like, like, active. We have Frameographer, which is our first app. It's, like, a stop motion and time-lapse app. That costs $5. Mm-hmm. Then we have Highball, which is free. Which is like a cocktail recipe app. And then we have slow fast slow, which is also free. Uh um, I can just get the numbers real quick, but it's uh slow like Framographer gets like ten downloads a day or something. Uh highball gets it like ten times that like a hundred or a couple hundred a day. And then yeah, uh slow fast slow gets like, like you know, a thousand to two thousand or something. So I don't really know also if that's like a like, if that's a huge number, I don't think it's definitely not a huge number compared to, like, like some major apps and games. Like, we're not, like, near the top of the charts or anything. But we also put zero effort into Slow Fast slow. I don't think... I'll look at the last time we've updated it, but it was, like, well over a year ago. We basically update it when, like, there's something wrong with the UI because of like uh, a new iOS update or there's like a bug or something, but it's like, we barely put any effort into it. And the thing that to me is surprising is it's like flat, like the, the download rate is completely consistent and like growing slightly. And we like, don't, we don't do anything basically. Um, So it just feels like it's this, it's kind of this like thing that's just like ongoing uh, like train of new users kind of like coming into our world. Um, and I don't know, it just feels like, for instance, we get uh, impressions. We get like 20,000 impressions a day in the app store. And then it's like, you know, it, on average, it's like 1,500 of those go to the, the product page view. And then downloads, yeah, it's like 1,500, you know, it's well, it's really between 1,000 and like 1,500 a day. And from what we can tell where that's coming from is basically almost all or 70% of that is organic search. So for a while there, Apple had like, like we were something that they recommended a lot. Like they like featured us a lot in like video tool section or whatever. But from what I could tell, they haven't really done that recently. And it's all just organic search. And I we can't, we can't know like what the actual terms are, but I think we rank really high if you basically just like type in slow-mo or or like change speed of videos. We're like one of the top apps and we're free and we're like well-designed. So that would be my guess as to why we get so much organic traffic coming in. It's like something that people use. It's high rated and it like, and it's like free and like looks good would be my hypothesis.
2: Yeah. So we, so Mike, we've, you know, we've talked about this uh, app on the show before. And we, I think we had a episode where we were talking about trying to monetize the app in kind of a different way where rather than having the app be paid up front mm-hmm. or have uh app purchase or anything like that we treat the app as basically like an advertisement to studio neat and see if we can use those views and use those downloads to kind of drive people to learn about us or to buy uh buy products from us
0: we spoke about that in uh Mm -hmm. january 2017 in episode 23 that was when we spoke about that so how has that gone so far like what what has that experience been like has it actually can you see that it is driving sales of physical products
1: well that's a interesting question so it is certainly driving traffic to our website um, so, about a quarter of our, if you add up the three apps, and really it's, it's really, we only kind of put this advertisement into highball and slow, fast, slow. But both of those apps, it makes about 20, over the last year, it amounted for about like 25% of the incoming traffic to our website. So just like landing pages, basically, um, and that's huge, right? That's like a quarter of our incoming traffic um, are from those apps. But what's interesting is if you look at like how that the revenue coming from that the slow fat like from slow fast slow, uh, we had like eighty two thousand impre- like sessions started in the last year, right? And we it was like we generated 750 dollars of revenue. Um, so it's like a very sm- like a small percentage of the store revenue. But what's interesting is so for Highball, which is, like a cocktail app and we sell cocktail tools, we had like 21,000 impressions. So like 5% of our overall traffic for the year. But we generated like $3,800 from that. So still not a lot of revenue, but like way more um, in terms of like conversion. Like the conversion rate is like way higher than it's like 10 times as high from highball than slow fast slow and that makes sense because it's like oh hey here's a cocktail nerd with this awesome cocktail app and then we oh hey we make like cocktail tools you're a cocktail nerd you'd like it so it makes like perfect sense right but for slow fast slow it's like oh i just want this general purpose utility and then it's like oh well we make a glyph which is kind of similar but you know it doesn't it doesn't translate as well yeah
2: they're everything all the products we recommend in slow Fi slow are only kind of like tangentially related where it's like oh we know you have an iphone so here are like related kind of like apple accessories which is kind of just like a loose connection to wanting to change the speed of videos where like tom said if you're downloading a cocktail app and then we have fussy cocktail tools it's like a much better match so, yeah, so we wanted to have this podcast because we want you to help us brainstorm how we can make money. <laughs> okay, cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we're basically, like, because here's what our thoughts. It's like, you know, we always think it's like, okay, we have all these, like, people coming in, like, presumably having a good experience with, uh you know, these apps. And it's like, how can we either monetize that or, like, turn them into customers or turn them into, you know fans or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just, it just feels like it's a huge opportunity we're missing when we have all this like incoming traffic. We've like already kind of introduced ourselves to people from this app. And so it feels like it's something that we should like use more. But um, so, so we, I, I guess just a couple of weeks ago, we are like, man, we should maybe just like rethink about that again. Um, and, you know, obviously the options that kind of come to our mind is maybe we're just like, should have an in-app purchase. Like maybe there should be some, in-app purchase for the slow fast slow that is like a really good value like the app would stay the same but then we just add some extra functionality that would make sense for in-app purchase or maybe instead of trying to sell people products we try to get them on like email lists or some other thing that you know kind of like can further introduce us to them like instagram account or something or yeah maybe we just change the way we're trying to talk about products that we're selling or something i mean there's Lots of options, but it's difficult to kind of know where to land. And because we're not spending all this time like A, B testing conversion rates and all this stuff, it's all like it's all guessing.
2: Yeah, we should explain briefly what we're currently doing uh, when we made the switch from pay to free and decided to kind of try doing it that way is basically every new download, you get a uh, an out of box experience, as they call it, where it's basically... Just uh, a few screens that you flick through that kind of just tell us a little about us, and that hey, if you want to see our products, like you can go here, and then uh, and then you get through those screens, and then you're just into the app, and then you can use it however you want. And so on the home screen for the app, which is kind of like the grid of your projects for you know videos that you're slowing down or speeding up, there's a little Studio Neat logo in the corner that's always there. And if you tap that, it brings up a web view that uh, shows our products, like, kind of in a nice mobile designed page and has a little bit of text on the top that's just like, hey, we're a little company and this app is free. And if you want to support us, like, here's some products we make. And then additionally, we do, like, a little uh, pop-up bubble thing that kind of, like, draws people's attention to that logo, like, occasionally. And, and Tom can maybe elaborate on when we do that uh, but it's basically just a way to kind of every so if, if someone is kind of using the app uh over time like let's say like they need to slow down a video every you know week or every month like kind of every once in a while it's a way to just like call calls people attention to that little logo uh but that's pretty much it like it's kind of it, we, we I think when we were implementing it we felt it was it was kind of we were pushing the boundaries of kind of how in the face you could be but truthfully it's actually quite this is still very much a free app and it doesn't feel like it's riddled with ads. Like it's very kind of uh subtle and easy to, it's very easy to ignore basically if you, uh, if you don't want to mess with it and maybe that's part of the problem.
0: Hmm. I think the first thing that you probably should think about, and I'm sure you have already is that like you guys have not had the greatest luck with app stuff from a, making money point of view, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we've never tried. That's the problem. You mean,
1: well, in what context? Cause we've like, so we, when we did have, like when we've generated a fair amount of revenue from apps, when, you know, uh, paid apps in the app store were like a thing that existed more like mm-hmm. in the early days of the app store. Like, mm-hmm. I think we had some pretty decent like success. um, so, to me, it feels like we've just not exactly tried <laughs> ever. Um, but, yeah, because we, we've never put a lot of, like, effort into, like, a straight-up, like, software, like, strategy, like, like software product strategy, basically. So, it's I don't know. I don't know. But what do you mean by that, I guess?
0: Well, I, I just, from talking to you guys over the last couple of years or whatever, it just seems like that you have always been a little bit skittish in new app ideas, like that you have ideas, mm-hmm. but don't do them because it's so difficult to make money.
1: Yeah, 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 gotcha. gotcha.
0: Right? So like, and, and again, it's like with the products that you have, the ones that seem to, to be best for you are the ones that are free. You know, like I know that obviously you're going to get more downloads of free apps, but like Framographer, do you consider it today? A success, like I, you didn't really speak about numbers, and I understand there's money involved, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but like, does it does it feel like a success at the, at its price point?
1: Well, it did. Like it, I think when we launched it, we were right. really happy with it. The first oh, year, I,
2: I wasn't. oh I remember the first the first day of sales was like it was like an order of magnitude less than I was like hoping it would be. And I think I had just like a misconception of what was possible like in the app store. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I remember out of the gate, I was like, Oh, this is not, this is not like our physical products. (laughs) Like this is like quite a bit less.
1: Well, I don't know. If you look now at the overall like lifetime of that app and revenue generated, it would be a pretty good product for us. Mm -hmm. Um, like accumulative. So it's like, it's difficult to, uh, I don't know. It's all like it's all very difficult to say. Um, I think when we when we launched both Highball and, well, in particular Highball, not as much Slow Fast Slow because at first we had Slow Fast Slow for like two dollars, and I think we were thinking we could generate some decent revenue from it. But when we launched Highball, we never. It was always free, and the, we knew the whole point was basically like marketing, right? Um, and like from that point of view, I think it's like doing well so i I don't know i I feel like if we if we set out and and I don't think like slow fast slower or, or any of these apps are this app, but I think if we set out to like really make a go at trying to make like revenue from an app, I think we could like do okay Because um, i I think we know how to make good apps but um but yeah, it's like difficult to know like, if we should continue to sink energy into these ones that that exist. But they just, especially in Slow Fast Slow, it just seems like such an opportunity. It just feels like any, like, lots of people would totally kill for the opportunity to have an app generating that many organic downloads just, like, day to day with, like, a high rating with, like, no work putting putting into it. And it feels like squandering that opportunity if we just kind of, like, continue to... <laughs> Do not like do nothing with that. It feels I don't know. It just feels weird to me.
0: So, do do you have any kind of sense? I don't know if you have any analytics in the app, like if people use it frequently.
1: Yeah, so we do. Um, there's like there's lots of ways to kind of track that. Um, so, you know, there's like there's like retention rate, basically, mm-hmm. which is um, like well. The tricky thing about this app is it is really a utility app, and so you might only use it a couple times a year at right, the most, exactly. and that's still good. So these retention rates are usually built for like more like a social network or something where you're using it like on day one and day seven, day fourteen, and so in that context, they drops off pretty quick. Like mm-hmm. you know, you know, only a couple percentage of the downloads are used after three weeks. But if you look. Basically, our rolling active monthly users is like 30,000 active users or something. Um, And so that's like, it's like, you know, we have like 30 or 40,000 people like actively using it every month. Um, And, you know, I don't know beyond that. I don't know, like yearly active users, I need to like look up and stuff like that. But it's a fair amount of people like using and benefiting from the app. So it feels like a pretty large audience, like a pretty large group of people Yeah. Who, you know, are involved basically.
0: It's because like if you know you're looking and I don't think that putting the app behind a just straight pay again would would really would really work, right? So like she said, like in app purchase is the avenue. And so in app purchase is by design, right? Like sold to people that use the app already. So like that's why I was just wondering, like, is this an app where People download it, it because it they need it that one time and then like keep it around yeah. and then maybe use it a couple more times every now and again. Or is it really something that's used on a frequent enough basis that you even have people to show an in-app purchase too, let alone...
2: For them to convert, yeah. Yeah,
0: like be able to give them functionality that they would even need.
2: Yeah. It's the it is the former I I would guess is how people are using the app is yeah they they have a problem is they want to like change the speed of a video and they go in the app store for a solution to that problem and they find our app and they use it once and then possibly like a few times in the future if they're like oh I need to do this again but yeah it's not like a regularly used thing would be mm-hmm. my guess and so I think any kind of app in-app purchase would have to be so, well, not have to be, but the the kind of obvious idea is, uh, some kind of obvious barrier uh that's like clear what's going on so like for an if for example like a watermark on the video right where it's like if it's for the free version you know you can export your video but like the quality is degraded in some way or there's like a watermark or something and it's like oh if you want to export like at full resolution with no watermark like it here's the in-app purchase for it Uh, i'm not saying we would do that but that is like one way to do it where you can Get that in app purchase on the first use because people understand, like, what's that's there.
0: like in app purchase 101, right? Yeah, so, yeah. remove yeah. ads, remove watermark, like <laughs> yeah. that, that yeah.
2: kind of thing. But
0: th- those ones are tricky, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, real tricky. Yeah, that mm-hmm. doesn't feel good to us at all. Like, we would, yeah, like I would much rather provide like a really good experience to someone and then have them maybe have an impression of the brand that's good rather than do this like withholding two-step of like oh because we're you know we're not relying on this app for revenue so we're not like trying to squeeze all the revenue out so it feels like it would be more valuable to use this position we have of these like organic downloads to like continue it be mostly a marketing thing maybe but that's what feels right but
0: I don't know, I mean... Well, do you even have, like, do you have any ideas you, about what type of functionality could naturally be added to the application?
1: We haven't done a lot of thinking about that. Oh. I mean, I think, I think we could come up with some things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we could even, you know, we were thinking for a long time about making, like, an app that is like SlowFest Slow. It's like a utility app, but it's for, like, rotating and cropping video and doing some fancy dynamic cropping and stuff. Right. Um, and that could be just, like, in this app, kind of you know, where it's, like, extra, de- like, functionality.
0: One thing that is becoming more of a thing is quick applications to help editing for Instagram stories.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I,
0: I use an app called Spark Camera on on my iPhone for this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's it's just... It is explicitly built to help you make Instagram stories better. And so that kind of thing, right, like, those they're quick tools because they're only going to be done on like not super high production value videos to be shared somewhere. And like Instagram stories and Snapchat and that kind of stuff is like, that's where these, these tools are being used a bunch, I think. So like mm-hmm. there is a, there is a, I believe that there is potentially now like even more of a market for these types of tools than there was when slow, fast, slow came out. like, Slow Fast Slow came out at a time when the iPhone started to get slow motion video, right? So, like, it was, like, perfect, right? Like, it was just perfect. Like, I think you actually started developing it before that happened, right? But it was just, it it ended up being the perfect kind of serendipity moment. Am I right in thinking that?
1: We started developing it. We went to WWDC, and they announced, or we could tell, basically, that like higher frame rate like video was Mm -hmm. going to be a thing that was like coming there was already slow-mo but it was like the year after that where they were going to like improve it and so we're like oh we should like do something with this. and we just started developing it at wwdc and things came together pretty quick uh so yeah that that was basically which was 20 yeah it was like in in
2: wwdc they announced you could inside your camera app you could record at, like, 60 frames a second instead of 30. And so the original version of Slow Fast Slow, like, had a built-in camera versus pulling in videos from the camera roll, because that was the only way to shoot Mm -hmm. higher frame video was through the, like, you know, through their APIs or whatever in your own custom camera. And then that September, the new iPhones, those were the first iPhones that had, like, slow-mo as a feature built into the uh, camera app. And so it was kind of, yeah, it was a little bit weird because we were like doing it in this custom way and then it just like became a thing that was built in.
0: Yeah, I I do think that there is, as I say, like the potential of some kind of tools, right? Like cropping tools and stuff like that could could be interesting, right? Because that stuff is typically pretty tricky to do, especially on a phone.
1: Yeah, we could do it well. Like this this like there's basically no apps that we could find that do like like just rotating video or like recropping video like well and easy, there's very few that do it, so we could make another slow fast slow type app that's like well designed, works really well, is free, like and it would be awesome and fun, right? I'm sure we could probably have a pretty good chance of like doing that, but we kind of hit the same problem where it's like, okay, we make this small utility app that's good, but but how do we justify? like, how do we justify that? Um, and it feels like so fast, slow is a good playground because it's like, well, we've had, we have one that works. So let's, if we could figure out how to make the app more valuable to the business, that means we could justify making these really useful, cool apps that we want to make. So that's kind of like where the tension is. It's like, man, like, why can't we just figure out how to like make this thing more valuable to the business? Right. Um, So that we can then make more stuff.
0: The problem could potentially be the fact that, like, there might just not be that much you can add to this application. Like, you have other ideas that are for video on an iPhone, but they don't fit with the video speed app.
1: Yeah, like, if we would have designed... If we would have, from the beginning, approached just like, we needed some in-app purchase... That made sense in the in the context of the app. We could have like designed that in maybe in a different way,
0: or if it just had a different name. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it, if it was yeah. you know like if, it, if if the app was called like something iPhone Camera Make. You know like if it it had its yep. you know what I mean. But like it it is not only is it used like a utility, it is branded and designed like a utility, which is perfectly fine. I mean, you guys did it perfectly well, right? Because it's still, after all these years, getting a thousand downloads a day. Right? So like mm-hmm. you you knocked it out of the park in designing the utility app, but that might make it difficult to like extend this specific yeah.
1: app. So like if we had instead an app that was like basically Photoshop for video or just like it was like a suite of utility like apps and and when someone got that app they understood oh this is like a larger thing that's like the the swiss army knife for doing some like video utility tasks and it's something that would be they would come back to more and there would be maybe more room for in-app purchases and things and that would like make more sense to people because like oh i see here this is like a general purpose tool or whatever that does that what kind of what you're saying like if it was bigger it might make more sense or no
2: <laughs> i think what he, i think what he's saying is we need to build a social network into the app Yeah, that's oh, what, I mean. that yeah. what
1: it is more. that's what it is
0: <laughs> I it's more like i just feel that like this like the, 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 it might be difficult to try and come up with specific features that you could add to the app called slow fast slow Right, mm-hmm. that like I mean, and again, it's not an impossible thing to be like. Well, slow fast slow fast slow is now this, and as well as doing slow and like the speed stuff, it also does these things, right? Like, it doesn't need to keep that name and brand, but in doing that, you then may lose the fact that it gets a thousand downloads. You know, there's there's a lot of yeah. stuff yeah. that you could play around with that could be good or bad for the app. But I just think that like, if in-app purchase with new features is the idea, it seems like it would be difficult to come up with some that fit naturally into this specific application like i I mean it's i'm i'm not the brains here but like i can't i can't think of anything that it doesn't do
1: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's the problem we like yeah i mean the thing the thing though is most of the users coming in are new users so it's not like if we change the app someone's going to get mad (laughs) you know i mean i'm sure that there would be people who use it a lot who might be you know miffed about us making a change but you know it is it's funny because it is one of those things where most of the users are like new to it who are like currently using it so um at least like half like half the users every month are brand like it's their first time so we could we could make changes and it wouldn't you know it's not like changing the world or like pulling the rug out from everyone but it does feel a little like we're cornered in uh so, yeah, I, know, I guess that's maybe why we haven't done anything, but it just, I don't know, it just feels like a shame. Do you, well, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that? It would ever make any sense to try to, like, grow an email list or, like, the Gazette newsletter or an Instagram account or something from this? Or is that, like, even weirder than trying to sell someone a product? Would that be, like, so weird
0: to, like... Well, you already have a store in the app. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. So, like, I don't think that those things are any more weird. Like, funnily enough, like, an Instagram account seems like it fits quite nicely because it's a photography-based application. Mm-hmm. Like that, that could be a nice way to do it. Like, it really does feel that it is. You may as well kind of just try and find ways to use this this install base as a way to point them towards the other things. Like, there are, I'm sure, apps that you guys should make. I I think that it would be super cool. Like, if you did make a like a camera utility app for the iPhone, like I would super dig that. Like, I I would I would be into that. Um but this one specific application. Well, I mean, one thing you could do is use slow, fast, slow to promote the more spe- the other camera app, right? Like if well, I you. I think we play would play just it.
1: change it. I think we would just turn it into. I think we right, would. Right, just- but
0: that the problem is, I agree with that. But in doing that, you could then lose the amount of people you're getting all the time. Like this, that you may have just found a perfect storm for finding yeah. user growth in the branding yeah. of the application yeah right that like people were searching for slow fast or video whatever. or whatever right yeah. and then it just comes up typically organically for them so like in changing the branding you could actually then undo the one thing that this app has which is organic growth like that's that's the risk yeah. of all of this stuff right like that something that seems logical you have no way of knowing how it goes
1: but it's not doing anything like that organic it's like for me it's really hard to see that the 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 that app this app is not really from a you know hard-nosed business point of view but it
0: is doing something though like what was those numbers again of how you said it was like 20 percent of your website traffic right yeah right so it's it's doing something
1: yeah, but they're just landing on they're just landing on that page that's like the store page, mm-hmm. you know? They're not they're not continuing on very much. Like the bounce rate's really high. So like yes, they see our products and maybe, you know, the like voodoo marketing world, you know, maybe they'll remember it and then go buy it later or whatever. And that's like impossible to track. But um but yeah, it just it feels like this app isn't really doing anything. So it's not like we're giving up a whole bunch if we like make changes, you know, it's not like we're risking a whole lot. That's what it feels like to me, at least Dan. I mean, would you like Dan, if I, you know, if in six months from now, like, Oh man, we're getting half as many slow, fast, load downloads as we were a year ago. Like, would you care?
2: I would, I would probably just say, let's close up shop. Studio need is done. (laughs) That's what I mean.
1: Yeah. (laughs) so yeah I don't know it's like it, it, it's like it feels like it's an opportunity not only it's just like it's like a place that we can learn I, I don't know it just feels like it's worth experimenting or I don't know as you can tell I don't know what to do but it feels like we need to do something we just need a we need a genius to come tell us that was
0: the role Mike was supposed to fill Mike? he's letting us down alright alright all right. so, so like one <laughs> thing is that so those people aren't converting to sales but for whatever reason they are clicking that button that takes them to the website yeah which says that like there's one of two things that is going on here either people want to know what's behind that button or they click that button accidentally but no matter what the reason is like it's still pushing people off to something so maybe there is something else that you can put that behind that button which is more valuable. Well, yeah, so
1: that's what I'm talking about. Like, maybe it's not a store. Maybe
0: it's an Instagram account. Yeah, or I agree like, hey,
1: that. we have this, here's the story of our brand more or whatever. I mean, we, we have a little bit I of that. I would
0: suggest that you just change it up a couple of times and just see what happens. Like, what happens if that takes you to an Instagram account? Or what happens if... It yeah, takes you true. to, we like, just... And just see what so see what it does. Like, if it's an Instagram account, do you get more followers than you got product purchases? Or, like, if it's a YouTube, if it's a, sorry, yeah. a, an email list, do you get people signing up for the email list? And that might at least try and tell you something about what these users are doing. Like, it could just be that they press that button, and they're like, I don't want to buy any of this stuff right now. Like, because they just yeah. might not want to buy any of that stuff right now, right? Like, it's, a, it's an awkward thing, potentially, to just be like, you're at a store now. Like, if you weren't looking mm-hmm. to buy... But yeah. if you're an already an Instagram user and it takes you to an Instagram account, which has some pretty pictures on it, like in some slow video, right? Which has been sped up. It's like, oh, right. Like, yeah, I'm into that. Like, I, I don't know. But like that, that could at least tell you something about the intentionality of the people that are using the application and what they're expecting, which could then help you try and understand some other things. But like the fact that this app is doing what it's doing does tell you that there is a potential market for this stuff for you, but it's so tricky, I think, today to say to people like you guys who already have a very successful business to take so much time out to build an application because the app business... Is way harder.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, that's our whole that's our whole jam. We'd love to be making more apps. It's fun. Cause we're I good would at expect
0: it. you can make more money for less work on a physical product than it would take fear yeah. you. know what I mean? Like,
1: oh yeah, that's true. But it's not all about money. If we wanted to make money, we'd go be bankers or something. It's fun to make. It's really fun to make apps. Like we're we like it, <laughs> and so it's like
0: I understand that argument about like you could make more money doing something else, but. You do also need to make money because this is your yeah. business, right? Yeah. So, like, you can't take two years out to build the world's best camera app and then make no money yeah. from it. I know, lament. Also, having been a banker, you guys probably make more money. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna own a bank, Mike. We're gonna own a bank. Oh, that's, a, uh, that's the whole trick. Yeah, you have to. That's, own bank. that's how yeah. you gotta me You gotta yeah. get those sweet bailouts. I'm just gonna build a vault, in my garage here that's not how money works today but you you go for it you build that vault man you go for it (laughs) well i keep my
1: silver uh yeah well yeah i was hoping for some really great answers but
0: i think the answer i've given you is pretty good
1: yeah the cool thing about the way it's set up is you know when they push that logo it just opens us like a web like a in-app like web view Sure. So we can just redirect, you know, it's easy for us to, I could take me like 10 seconds literally to like move it have, where they push that logo and it goes to our Instagram account. I'll, so that's, um, so that's all fun. Like we built this whole system where the, the little pop-up, like we can change it. It like talks to a server to download very clever. The like little messages and stuff. So we can like change it at any time to be like, Oh, Hey, you know, follow us on Instagram or Hey, we make stuff. Isn't that cool or whatever. So, maybe we should just do that first instead of abandoning ship with the scheme what do you think dan
2: uh i don't know uh i was hoping for some clarity and i'm i'm more confused than ever <laughs> uh i th- my first impression of uh like what we should do is kind of understanding that as we've discussed like the users The primary user of this app is A, a new user, not a return user, and B, someone who's kind of just, like, cold downloading this and, like, wanting to do something. So it was, like, my initial thinking was how do we improve the out-of-box experience? Because that's, like, the one moment we're, like, guaranteed to have a chance to, like, make an impression on someone If, if we are continuing down this, like, app as advertising uh path um and so it's like should we have should we have like a video that they have to watch before they can use the app like is that something that would work uh so i was kind of like my line of thinking was kind of in that uh in that way but yeah i don't know it's just. Every time I think about kind of more crazier things we can do or more involved things or making another app, that's a video utility. It's just like, why do we keep, why do we keep doing this to ourselves? (laughs) Like it's, it's so hard. We should just focus our attention on things that we know will be successful or have a higher chance of being successful.
0: Cause it's fun. That's why. Cause you love making apps. Yeah. I feel like Tom loves making apps. Well, and Dan get scared about apps.
2: I like the first 10% of making apps. Like, yeah. I like designing UIs and mocking them up and being like, here, Tom, build this. But all the, right. like, the last 90% of, like, actually having it turn into a functioning thing, I don't think is very fun.
1: Yeah. but well, that's never fun. I mean, that's never fun for anything we do. It's always about the first 10%. But it's, like, a different 10% where we get to have control. Like, that's the difference. When we're making an app, we don't have to worry about like, you know, if the machines exist to be able to make the thing or if like we can't get that material because it's too expensive or we can't find a supplier like we're in complete control. So we get to make a really fussy, nice interface if we want to and do it like exactly how we want. So it's like really satisfying and really fun. And maybe we should just like embrace the fact that we like it and stop worrying about like if it's like makes money or whatever. But I don't know. It uh it is really fun. Like I think we have like several app ideas that would be really good. They should exist. C'est la vie, huh?
0: Thoroughly considered is a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat. If you want to find out more about this episode, go to relay.fm slash tc slash forty-two. Thanks so much for listening.